Good morning for Thursday, April 30th, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Mayor treads fine line in divided city. We get the latest from Baltimore. U.S. campaign in Afghanistan surpasses vow and taking to the streets but for peace and progress. In today's national headlines, White House box on ending death penalty, partnership shielded identities of Clinton donors, and Brown sets new target for California greenhouse effort. In today's business headlines, Goldman and IDG put $50 million in Bitcoin startup, Time Warner Cable in a stronger position after a failed deal, and a roundup from Wall Street. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Mayor Treads Fine Line in Divided City. Reported by Cheryl Gay Stolberg and Nikita Stewart in Baltimore. With buildings ablaze and looters rampaging through city streets, Mayor Stephanie Rawlings-Blake faced television cameras Monday night and sternly denounced the rioters as thugs. The next day, with some black residents in an uproar over a word they called racially charged, she walked it back. There are no thugs in Baltimore, the mayor, who's African-American, said at a church where she met with members of the clergy. Sometimes my own little anger translator gets the best of me. The episode demonstrates the fine line that Rawlings-Blake, 45, walks as she tries to lead this majority black city out of what she calls one of its darkest days. It is also a vivid reminder that the presence of a black mayor and black police chief as well does not guarantee an intimate bond on rapport with poor black residents that might help calm a city going through the kind of trauma facing Baltimore. Any mayor would face challenges under such circumstances, but for Rawlings-Blake, the challenges are especially acute. She must try to bring together two Baltimores, neither of which she's entirely a part of, the gentrified Baltimore of the Inner Harbor and Camden Yards and the frustrated, low-income black Baltimore. She's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't, said Billy Murphy, the lawyer for the family of Freddie Gray, the 25-year-old black man whose death after a spinal cord injury in police custody set off the unrest. She's in a catch-22. On Wednesday, she tried to tamp down expectations that the police would make public on Friday the results of an investigation into Gray's death. With her elite upbringing, her mother is a doctor, and her father was one of Maryland's most powerful politicians and reserved political style, Rawlings-Blake has not endeared herself to people in Baltimore's most blighted neighborhoods where she's seen as distant and out of touch. Gray's death has exposed those tensions as never before. At a news conference at City Hall, the mayor said she's sensitive to the plight of people in the inner city, if not far from her own experience, then from that of her family. There is a lot of pain in our city, and when you're in a position like mine, a lot of the frustration is, you know, fairly or unfairly directed at you, she said. My parents grew up in Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore. I've had cousins in jail, on drugs, killed. My brother was almost killed. 
I have cousins that are extremely successful, and I have family that are unemployed. We run the gamut, and I understand the problems. I can't fault anyone for not understanding what's on my heart.